The world went to hell around the year 2000, which is why Adam and Chad live less than 2000. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content, specials, and early access to a longer, uncensored, less than 2,000 experience. And now, less than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. This episode is respectfully dedicated to the memory of the late, great Dustin Diamond. Friends forever, man. Friends forever. Less than 2,000. Now part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. I put so much pressure on myself trying to prepare for this because, I mean, Saved by the Bell is like the ultimate early 90s thing. I mean, our whole generation, everybody knows about Saved by the Bell and has strong opinions on it one way or another. So I was putting all this pressure on myself as like what to do for this episode because it just, we have to knock it out of the park, man. Yeah, I mean, do we? I want to go back to what you just said, though, about about that there's two camps on, like, everybody has a strong opinion on Saved yeah. by the Bell. Do you yeah. really believe that? Yeah, I think everybody has a strong opinion one way or the other on, on the characters, on the subject matter, on the overall arc of the show. And going back and, and looking at all this stuff again reminded me uh, or, or gave me, like, a new theory about the whole show and... Uh, I don't know if I should just get to it right off the top. No, no, no. Do tell. No, do or tell. If I, I want to hear this it up throughout the episode. No, 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 no. Like... Forget it. No, forget it. It's obviously <laughs> top of mind. I'm going to save my big, grand, unified theory on Saved by the Bell and build it up a little bit as we go. This is what they call a teaser in the okay. biz. There you go. Right, thanks for educating our <laughs> listeners. So I want to talk then about how disjointed <laughs> Saved by the Bell is from the get go. Okay, yeah, dude. I mean, the fact that it started out as a completely different show, for one. That's what I'm saying. It starts out with Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Yes. That's the pilot episode. The whole show doesn't center around, you know, Zach Morris and and Screech and all the other characters. It 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 centers around their teacher. She yes. is the POV character. It's it's her show. You're in her head. Yeah. And that's the whole first season. It's an entirely yes. different show, and they're in eighth grade. Then clearly they went, this might not be working right. So then they do four seasons where it's now centered around, you know, the, the, the actual kids going through yeah. going through high school. And in my opinion, that's the only part of the show that's worth watching, okay? Absolutely. I don't even acknowledge really, good morning, Miss Bliss. Haley Mills was her name. She was in Parent Trap. I guess she was a child actress. But she, I, I don't know what NBC executive in 1988, when they when they developed the show and shot the pilot in 88, yeah. thought, let's center this around the old woman. Like, a primetime show, like, it's, I, I just don't see how, like, Brandon Tartikoff and Warren Litterfield or whoever was there at NBC at the time said, yeah, this is no, what no, we no, should no. center First the show off, around. No, 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 first off, no, I'm going to walk this back. First off, she's not an old woman, okay? 
I mean, she's an old lady. She's like 60. No, she is not like 60, dude. She was like (laughs) in her 30s. I mean, like. No way she she was in her 30s. Yes, she was. Yes, she she was. Okay, maybe 40s. She was 30, 40s. She was 30, 40s. My point is, she was still like a kind, attractive, strong woman. Check. Haley Mills. Born 1946. If you do the math and you figure out that the first show aired in 1987, she would have been 41. Not mid-50s, not mid-30s. This is how little I care for Good Morning Miss Bliss. I did no research on it at all. I didn't I didn't watch any old episodes. So who knows? I'm speaking from my memories of being in junior high. Uh, of, of, of remembering it then. So in my mind, when I was 11, 12, like Miss Bliss was an old lady. Maybe she is like a 35 year old hottie, but my memory of her is like my grandma, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, because we were, we were <laughs> in 88, we were, we were like one, yeah, two but- years younger than, because the thing that about this show that uh, uh, particularly I think appeals to you and I is mm. this show is exactly what? Like two years ahead of where we were at in real life. So right. essentially Except for the fact that they were like 20 playing high schoolers. Well, I mean, you know, they're whatever. like 25. <laughs> what if they were not 25? They're clearly younger than that, dude. No way. My, they're almost in the dude, 30s. Absolutely. The they're, F off. <laughs> Listen, man, like my point is like, we were like a year or two away from high school when they entered mm-hmm. high school. And so yeah. we had that yeah. sort of youthful wide eyed, like high school is going to be great. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, Saved by the Bell lied to me. Like, it's exactly. nothing like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> um, did you know that, that Good Morning Miss Bliss was set in Indiana? They were in Indiana. That's where that, and, and then just. Oh, yes, I know, did know that. Yeah. And then, and then they moved it. When they, yeah, now all of a sudden they're all in California. It's a whole new show. Did they retcon it or did they all say we all moved out here together, including the principal? So, all right. I did watch a few in preparation sure. of this because I wanted to get the <laughs> essence. I wanted the feeling. So I watched you. the pilot because, you know, why not? And I immediately remembered why I don't like it. <laughs> and then I watched all the way to, I, I, did, I skipped then to the end of season one because I wanted to see what that transition was. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Still centers around Miss Bliss. Oh. And then and then the very season two or what they call season one, technically, of now the real show. Everybody's just in it. There's no like, oh, Kelly Kapowski came to town or here's Jesse or no, they just are all in high school and all know each other. And it starts with like everybody dancing at the max (laughs) and they run into like, He's, you know, the, 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 the guy who runs the he cafeteria yeah, stops the music, goes, Casey Kasem's holding a dance off, everybody. check. <laughs> Good Morning, Miss Bliss, produced by the Disney Channel in 1987. Canceled after 13 episodes, purchased by NBC, and became a brand new show called Saved by the Bell. So it doesn't matter if they were in Indianapolis or Los Angeles. It's a completely different show. So it became Saved by the Bell, one of the best shows uh, from our generation, one of the most well-remembered shows for our uh, generation, blatantly inspired by Ferris Bueller's Day Off, obviously, with the talking to the camera stuff that he does all the time. Time and, and out. So, <laughs> time out. And, 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 and he, he can not only stop time, but can manipulate things when time is stopped. 
So that's another thing that's really interesting about it. I don't think Ferris Bueller had that power. He just kind of turned to the side and talked to you. Absolutely. He did not have that power. (laughs) Another thing that stands out about it is the crowd noises. Everybody remembers. That was the most classic, like, (laughs) (laughs) and just the laughing and the, like when they kiss and they come in and they, Oh, just, you know, and that show easily, just like Fresh Prince, that show easily could have been taped in front of a live audience because there's only like three, four sets, really. One of the other characteristic things about the show are the, the great hairstyles and how they constantly change. That mushroom haircut that Zach rocked for a couple seasons was just a thing of beauty. And then, of course, the Jerry Curl mullet that uh, A.C. Slater has. Mario Lopez had the Jerry Curl oh, yeah. mullet. And he said he didn't. they didn't know what a mullet was. They didn't really, weren't, weren't aware of it at the time. And so he called it an unintentional mullet. And I thought that was great. And like, so... So is there such a thing as an intentional mullet? I mean, it seems to me yes, like people mullets aren't aware that they have an intentional mullet. Well, and speaking of that, my you, my WrestleMania shirt has Shawn Michaels in the sweet mid '90s flowing Kentucky waterfall. Mullet. Yeah, like th- there is absolutely an intentional mullet. I mean, it's a very like psh, like it's a thing. The actors completely signed bad deals. They were they were nobodies. And they signed horrible deals. They didn't get paid very much to perform. No. And get this, they didn't have, they didn't get any syndication or merchandising, uh, merchandising rights. They didn't get any syndication or merchandising rights. Wait, the cast imagine didn't? it. The whole show has been syndicated for the better part of thirty years now, and those guys aren't getting any royalty checks. For it being on wow. TBS and all those places, so can you imagine? Every single day, they could have be they could be making money right now if they had better deals. It's it's a damn shame, man. I I feel bad for him. Like Screech, Screech is dead broke. Uh, Dustin Diamond is dead broke. Yeah, and Lisa is Turtles. He in jail? Well, he's not in jail anymore. Uh, mm. I, before we get to before we ruin your childhood. By talking about you know the behind the scenes stuff of the show mm-hmm. and the where, sad where are they nows for many of them, mm-hmm. we have to talk about specific episodes. One of my favorite ones, I actually really like this one, the oil spill one. Um, you remember when they they strike it rich and they find oil on the campus property? Yes, and, and they're all like, "Yeah, we're gonna be rich," and the <laughs> yep. oil company is gonna do all this stuff. And then remember, this is honestly like a heart wrenching moment. He's got the duck that he yep. made friends with. All and black comes and tart. And like, it's all black. Yeah. And I just remember the vet saying, Zach, Becky's dead. Oh, and just like, I just got chills. Yeah, I, still, I got chills <laughs> now thinking about that. That was so sad. It was so sad. And then he gives that, then he, you know, the, the oil salesman is like giving the big pitch at the end with that model of, and he's like, you'll just have one little oil rig right there. <laughs> or no, no, no. Zach comes along and starts putting in the oil rigs and then just sprays it with an oil gun. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, this show is, one thing that I will say about the show is every, every episode was basically an independent show. You know, yes. it was like you could you could if you missed one, you weren't completely lost. Yeah. I mean, it was like, but here's the best part about it. Like this was still in the days when like you had to learn your lesson. Like so Zach would do something wrong, but then every episode ended up him learning the error of his ways. <laughs> yes. And then everything. And then, you know, final joke, bump, and then the music. I mean, it was like. 
I mean, very formulaic, but at, at the time when we were, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, we're like, this is amazing because this is what we wanted school to be like. We wanted school exactly. to be fun. And who in the hell didn't want time out and to be right. able to, like, control and manipulate, you know, space and time? I mean, let's exactly. be honest. Okay, so you're... you're I, now's a good enough time to start getting to my grand unified theory of Saved by the Bell. You're done holding out? Zach, well, you kind of put it on a tee a little bit. Zach Morris is a evil sorcerer, and he is the antagonist of the show. He can manipulate space and time, he can mind control people, and he is the biggest imaginable he is such an ass we're gonna talk about some specific episodes and things that he's done i want you to ask yourself would you be friends with this guy he's always like getting into trouble but his friends always bail him out or make up with him at the end but when we one thing about this show and the character zach moore specifically is how incredibly dated all this is and how you could not get away with some of this in, in 2021 compared to the early 90s. When like, you look back about- on it, it was actually kind of, it was kind of ahead of its time for that age demographic even back then, if you think about but it. But dude, dude, okay. The girls of Bayside calendar, okay. Zach s- takes pictures of them uh, like modeling and, and, and scantily clad and then starts selling a calendar, okay. He has Screech sneak into the girl's bathroom and plant a subliminal uh, recording of like, Zach is great. You should go out with Zach. He had, he had, he, I mean, he's, he's like, oh, what, what did he do with the, um, you know, the Native American one and how incredibly offensive when he's doing the broken English and just like, yeah. Zach is the biggest. D- he is, he's the villain of the show. I'm convinced of that. Looking back on it now. Matt, I've got a great idea for a podcast. You and me, we watch movies, right? And some of them are kind of bad, and so we make fun of them. But maybe some of them are good. Chris, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And eat snacks. Movie Fighters, an original idea on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, scientifically possible. or. But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't read Dune! No, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the Greenlit Podcast Network. The drinking and driving episode. He's like trying to get all of his friends to but lie see, for but him. See, okay, you know what? I, I, <laughs> no. When when you say it out loud, yeah, it sounds really really bad. Like it's you know, and yes, you couldn't get away with a lot of that today. However, as opposed to seeing it depicted on TV. However, would you shut up and let me finish my point? Saying it is worse <laughs> than showing it. No, my thing is he always got in trouble. Yes. So it kept. It kept that whole like, ooh, I want to do that. And then it was like, no, I don't want to get in trouble. I mean, you know, there was still an essence of teaching kids. Yes. The vast majority of people watching it learned from the mistake. No, 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 no. I disagree. And I'm proof positive of that. And and we're bringing this, all, this whole season full right. circle now. Okay. 
I thought this show was going to be about us rediscovering things from the 90s. Not only are we doing that, but I've come to find out that I'm discovering things about myself. I'm discovering about how I, why I was the way I was and, and, and my connections with all of these things, okay? I have said again and again that my two big idols were the Fresh Prince and Zach Morris. That's a problem! You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be like Zach Morris. And, and, and that's the thing you're like, well, everybody learns. No, they don't, because Zach always gets away with it. By the end, his friends always bail him out. Mr. Belling, Belding always forgives him. He learns some lesson, and they all go back to normal. And oh, you know, how about the time when Zach Morris was manning like a teen suicide or depression hotline mm -hmm. and then manipulates a girl into going out with him. And then when he meets her, he's like, oh, you're in a wheelchair? Oh, Ew. yeah, that's right. Like, dude, he's an <laughs> evil, evil character. I'm, and, and, and he always got away with it. So I emulated him. So I was like trying to be the bad boy, always up to no good. And so it's like, oh, Adam, that's Adam. You yeah. know, like he's always getting in trouble, but he well, learns his lesson. But you shouldn't be like that. You know, Zach this Morris way. wouldn't really have friends in real life. And that's why you're my only friend that has stuck with me all these years. Well, and this is what I've been trying to tell you. I said this back in season one when you were like, I wanted to emulate and, and, pick up on chicks like Will Smith did. I'm like, no, he never got him. It wasn't until he actually like dropped the act and became a real person. Did Will Smith ever actually date anyone in the show? And, right. and you know, Zach Morris no, was kind of a, you Zach know what I Morris mean? is completely different. He could mind control women. Anytime he turned his attention to a woman, whether they showed any interest in him or not, they fell for him. I think I think that girl Tori with the leather jacket that was around for half of season four yeah. because Elizabeth Berkley and Tiffany Amber Thiessen were like, I'm done with this check. Tori Scott. Yes, the infamous Tori with her leather jacket and motorcycle riding. She showed up in season four, ten episodes. And the reason for that is because... Tiffany Thiessen and Elizabeth Berkley were out doing other projects. NBC actually commissioned uh, 10 more episodes after they had finished. So Tori comes in in the middle, episodes 4 through 10, and then disappears from every Saved by the Bell reference. Like, I think maybe Tori gave him a little crap for, like, half of the first episode she was in. But by the end of that episode, she's like, you're hot, Zach. You're like, you know, it's like, you know, oil yeah. meets water kind of thing. Yeah, like, she comes in strong, like, no, 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 this, this ain't going to work on me. But then by the end yep. of 22 minutes, she's like, right in it. <laughs> Again, she was supposed to be like the Jesse and like, nope. <laughs> Kelly Kapowski, everybody loved Kelly, man. I'm telling you. Like, she was, like, the girl for most guys, I think, growing up. I think Her she... Her maybe Pam Anderson. Yeah, and, and, and in my opinion, Anderson doesn't even hold a candle next no. to Kelly Kapowski. I'm sorry. Like, she was kind. She was beautiful. You know, I mean, Loyal. she wasn't she wasn't a mean girl, yep. <laughs> you know, like, yep. And it wasn't just because she was hot. It was everything. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. And, and those bangs, I tell you, those bangs with did those not hurt a and thing. those eyes. Yeah, <laughs> did not hurt. Those bangs did not hurt a thing. <laughs> she was nice. And, and it is OK to call her a woman because I'm sure Tiffany Amber Thiessen was at least 28 when she was playing she, a 16. She was not 28. <laughs> what, your context is just bizarre. 
One thing that wouldn't fly in this environment anymore would be Screech stalking Lisa. I mean, he stalked her from the beginning. She showed absolutely no interest. And every single day, multiple times a day, Screech was up in her stuff. Like, it's sexual harassment is what it was. Totally. Now, this show came out. So this season, so Tiffany's first season would have been the real season one. And that was 89, 89 or 90. Yep. Right. Yep. She's only 46 now. She's only six years older than us. So she was like 16, maybe, on this show. Okay. Okay. When it started. Okay. Yeah. So, so she's she was not 28. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You know, I'm probably conflating it a little bit with 90210. Because oh, no. Those. They were, yeah, they were in their 30s <laughs> playing high schoolers. Yes. Yes. Dylan. Oh, my God. He yeah, was no. like a Saved by man. the Bell was at least true to the age. Back, back, back to Zach Morris being evil. Back to Zach Morris being a garbage-tier human being. How about the fat-shaming episode? First of all, the school had an auction for their students. They are auctioning off dates with their high school students. And a heavier girl is the top bidder for Zach Morris, and he is revolted by her. And, like, disgusted mm-hmm. the whole time, just making horrible fat shaming her to her face. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, remember I how that episode that we're ended, even but... talking about this episode. I don't even feel good <laughs> talking about this one. But, again, there were some bad things that he did. You know, but he also Zach... did good. Hold on. But he also did some good stuff. Because we, we, we can't say it's all sorcery and evil, <laughs> demonic, time-freezing sci-fi stuff, okay? Because... <laughs> Everybody remembers the pill episode, right? Yes. Where Jesse's yes. on pills and she's mm-hmm. doing the thing. And he's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? You really are on pills. And she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. And then they like, it, you know, hug. And Zach was being a good dude. He grabbed the pills. He, yes. he was trying to get out of the situation. So he's not 100% evil. He's a misguided youth who... Gets away with a little bit more stuff because he's in TV land. I would have just been dead or like in jail. I mean, I would not have survived the things that Zach Morris got away with. That's okay. Yes. I'm not. A, I'm not on TV. So I'm just saying it's not all bad. Earlier in that caffeine pill episode, he was completely indifferent to it. To it, AC Slater was like expressing concern to Zach about it, and and Zach just was like, yeah. I get that he learned his lesson. I understand that he starts he out as a POS and becomes slightly wrong. less bad. He didn't believe there was anything <laughs> wrong. He dismissed <laughs> but it. But at the beginning, he was like, believe. whatever. He didn't believe that, that it was real. How many things episode, do you dismiss? Well, uh, so that episode was definitely probably the most memorable episode. Everybody remembers I'm so excited. And, and everybody references that, parodies it. So many people remember that one. It was written partially because it's so cheesy. Of course it's cheesy because it's caffeine pills and that line about I'm so excited and the acting and all that stuff. It was originally written as methamphetamine. Really? And NBC, NBC, NBC's standards and practices were like, hell no. And so when no. you change it to caffeine pills, suddenly it, it gets yeah. extra lame. Like, you can't really learn a lesson from that. Well, I mean, you know, you shouldn't be taking uppers and downers, period. But, yeah, understood. But the caffeine pills puts it on an extremely, like, weak, 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 weak sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
there's a difference between doing like cocaine, meth, thing, you know, like things that are like really terrible for you. And yeah, well, like, the hardest they ever got was pot. The pot episode, the yeah. anti-drug episode, was was hilarious because there was that that uh, movie star, the person that was a, a famous musician or movie star or whatever, yeah. that was coming to the school to do a public service announcement about an anti-drug thing, and then they go hang out at his crib, at his where, wherever his beach house <laughs> or hotel he's staying at, yep. partying with the stars. Everybody leaves except for Kelly. Because, of course, this guy likes Kelly. Who wouldn't? Who doesn't like Kelly Kapowski? Everybody likes Kelly Kapowski. So he's drawn to her bangs, just like the rest of us. And she stays behind. And the whole crew leaves their 16-year-old friend alone in this hotel with a bunch of strangers and movie stars to get Harvey Weinsteined. Zach came back for something else. Zach, like, left his keys or something. And at, at the moment he walks in, the movie star is, like, smoking a joint and passing it to Kelly, who hasn't taken it yet, but Zach doesn't know that. He just walks in and sees them, like, smoking weed in his mind. And he goes, what's going on here, guys? Okay. <laughs> now, Transitional you, you mentioned the acting. I'm sorry. None of the acting was particularly good. I mean, the Becky Mr. line. The Becky, the dead duck scene was, I, I like one the of the best. Scene. And then Mr. Belding played his character fairly well. Oh, he did. You know he what did. I mean? You, you, you got it. You know, but I mean, you, the, these kids were also really that age. I mean, they, they like having, they, having they did fine. Up, they did fine. They did fine. But, but it's also the writing. I mean, it's, you can't just blame oh, yeah. the oh, acting. God. The writing is so bad and so cheesy. The acting is cheesy. The sitcominess of it you know, is cheesy and Mr. Belding was great, you know, but honestly it was still great because it was written and made for kids that were, that were about to go into high school. You know what I mean? So you needed a little bit of the fantasy of it and that's kind of what it gave you. So yeah, Zach Morris kind of did some really messed up stuff, but yeah, at the end of the day, how about, yeah, how about faking a terminal illness so he can get a kiss from a teen idol? Wait, you've never done that? <laughs> how, Wait, to how be about, clear, neither have I. <laughs> See, I have to how about, I have to do that myself. How about dumping Kelly for the school nurse in the same episode in which he said he wanted to go steady with Kelly? Well, I mean, how many times have you gone in two dates in one day? <laughs> I mean, you know, you can. This you've is done some of this stuff. You've done. I know you're more mad that he dumped her. Like what? You moron! It's Kelly Kapowski. Uh, the best episode, probably the one that inspired our, our band, the Beach Crabs, back in the day. Oh yeah, the Friends Forever episode, the Zack Attack, the band that the the behind the music style documentary style Zack Attack, and of course Zack was the raging that one as well of course and he had the vanilla ice haircut for a while and they had like was it their manager or something like an older woman that came along and got her claws into yeah. him and <laughs> just so funny. <laughs> I mean, the zach friends forever keep going you gotta sing it with me friends forever that's all I <laughs> that's all i remember that's all i can do okay so you ready just as we rounding third and coming home you ready for me to to ruin your childhood memories a little bit I am. Of course. Do I need to flip uh, my chair around and, and yeah. sit AC Slater style yeah. to do this? Yes, you got to turn your hat around, flip okay. the chair around, you know, right. mount it like it's a horse. Okay, like, well, hey, I'm flipping it hey, around. Preppy. 
right. Oh, oh, I have a theory as to why Zach is the way he is. His dad was never there for him because no. he was too busy on the big brick phone. Yeah, that's exactly that. That's not a. That's not a shock. That's the character. I mean, that would be what the studio would say. Here's your reasoning for who you are. Like that's his day. <laughs> but is that is that, is that is that like a new idea for you? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get in the big brick phone reference. Really. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. Ruin my childhood. Go. Okay. You you talked about it a little bit uh, earlier, but I want to give you the specifics on it. And he was convicted. So this is. I I think this is true. It's not just that he went to jail. Dustin Diamond, Screech, stabbed a man on Christmas Day in a bar. Yeah, I know. Let's just unpack that a little bit. How depressing that is that anybody would be at a bar on Christmas. Like, and in a knife fight. Oh, Screech, okay? Dustin Diamond, little Dustin Diamond, stabbed a man on Christmas Day at a bar. That's, that's, that's so not, depressing. That's not shocking to me at all. It's not shocking to me at all because You've been desensitized. The, 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 he was he was the outcast from of the cast. Like everybody would have fun, and he was ostracized by the group. I mean, he was, was he? not. Are you saying really, that? Do you know that for a fact? Or yeah. You just, Screech really was. He was younger than the rest. He's three years younger than the rest. So he was he, yes. already super young. He yeah. was already. Let's be honest. Screech, the actor. He mm-hmm. was cast because of who he was. He probably yeah. was Screech. So let's let's be honest. Uh, the cast didn't give him a whole bunch of respect, and mm. so he. And then you you say you don't get residuals. You're broke. Yeah. Oh, you can't work again. If you would have told me Mark Paul Gosler would have stabbed somebody, I'd be like, no, Screech. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, imagine being Screech. And I, I wanted to ask you, like, I, I was just thinking, like. Could you make Screech work? I think he could. He could. You're famous for something, dude. Run with it. You could. St- you don't need to be getting into knife fights on Christmas Day. You could just sit down at a bar and be Screech, and the chicks will come up to you. Yeah, he's not. The, it's not as cool. It's not like you're your AC Slater or Zach Morris or one of the cool characters. But still, man, make it work. It doesn't have to define you and ruin your life. Turn it into a positive. He played the part too good. He basically played it too good. He was the character that was mm-hmm. always in character, always seemed to bring it at a consistent level. Like he, 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 he for as, as, as hard as that role must have been to play, he never really seemed out of character. He always seemed like committed no. to the role. Because I, I'm convinced that as a kid, he was Screech. I have no basis yeah. for that comment. Yeah. But yeah. to I be, see. I mean, you got to remember, so he was 11 when he was cast. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of casting 11-year-olds not because they have this amazing theatrical genius to their acting ability. You're doing it it. because they have have the it of what that show needed. And he was Screech. Screech.